Do you think you can say Sally sold seashells by the seashore fast five times? Sally sold seashells, but Sally sold seashells. Sally sold seashells. No, I can't at all. That was terrible. You do it. Go nope. ahead. I'm Go not going to try. Do it. Nope. Do it. Rob, you are not naming that deck that name. Why? Why can't I do that? Because no one's going to know what you're talking about. It's like the number. It's like one of the biggest David Bowie songs ever. Ground control to Major Tom. Well, you're definitely not doing it justice that way. <laughs> oh, Got shots fired. I, I think I lost you a little bit or you lost me a little bit, but I totally get it. So you get it, but you lost it. I don't understand any of what you just said, but I'm with you. <laughs> I am I am more with you than anybody's ever going to be with you. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it's amazing what you're saying to me because it sounds like you're completely without me. <laughs> Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we're recovering from our birthday bash, ramping up for clan battles, and more. Boom! Woo! Wow, that was an impressive start, man. I mean, you gotta start episode 35 off with a bang, right? I mean, I don't ever start anything off with a bang. I start everything off with a boom! Boom! <laughs> Yeah, so uh, welcome back. Um, it has been quite an experience after having Woody on the show, right? Definitely. We are, we are in the aftermath phase of our birthday bash. Our Twitter has actually been exploding since we've done that episode, uh, and there have been amazing gifts, uh, amazing tweets, amazing messages, amazing feedback from everyone. Um, and uh, just keep it on coming because it, it really makes us feel great. Um, and we, we just want to thank Woody once again for joining us on our show because honestly, I, I think I speak for the two of us. We could not have thought of anyone better to help bring home our uh, year anniversary. Very well said. Boom. Yeah. So how have you been doing in the arena this week? Dude. This week has been extremely fun for me, and I'll tell you why. I'm ready. I am ready. I have been using... Are you ready? Hit me. Dude, I have been using the Mortar Mauler, and it has been working so well for me. Welcome to the club. I gotta tell you, man, I have absolutely... I've said this before, especially on the last episode. I've tried Siege decks before, and they never work for me. For whatever reason... The deck that Woody put together and the deck explanation that he gave us was just absolutely amazing. So far, I've been able to climb almost up to my all-time high of just around 4311. Um, I've been approaching like the 4280 Mm -hmm. realm, so that's where I'm kind of currently teetering back and forth between. Um, I kind of just need like one more win to get me above the edge, you know, but I just can't seem to get there. But it's scary, right? It's so scary, right? And but like I said, I think the thing for me is I've never really played siege decks. And so I'm really liking it, you know? But I find myself I find myself making people as mad as I've gotten versing siege decks. Good. That's the way it should be because you and I have suffered way too much to not put people through their paces now. I know. That's how I feel about it. It's like when you, with a, with a siege deck, if you get like a really good game when you're playing a siege deck, the other person just can't really do anything. And all you get the entire match is them throwing out cry faces and angry faces. And I'm just like, wow, wow. <laughs> they, all they say to me is just, wow, wow, wow. And then I just save that for the end for when I know I'm going to win. I mean, to be, to be fair, I don't always win. But, you know, if I, if I know I'm going to win, I wait to the end and then I just say, wow. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I think the one thing that's really challenging for me to call it get used to with this deck, though, mm-hmm. is the fact that once you get enough damage on the tower, you don't have to keep going for the same tower with, with the mortar. Right. The deck has a lot of spell power, right? It, it, actually, a massive amount of spell power. So if you can get the tower down to about, like, 
1200 or even maybe a little bit higher moving into the double over moving into the double elixir phase you can kind of move over to the other tower or you can just play defense for the rest of the match and just use spells for the rest of the match to do damage to the tower it's incredible yeah, that's usually what I wind up doing. Uh, typically, what I'll wind up doing is uh, after I get the first tower down to like, you know, in shot of a log and a rocket, uh, I will start playing defense. But if I notice that my opponent is really, you know, coming at me real hard, I will start pushing the other tower to make them have to defend. And then I could always land my rocket later. Right. And that's a really smart way to play. But to be honest, like, I don't think like that. In a normal match, that's not like my thought process, right? So it's taking a really long time for me to get used to this new mindset or new style of play. But like I said, I'm loving it. When I started off this season, I played my first 10 matches and went 9-0-1 with this deck. So if anybody's interested in trying it out, please, please, please check out episode 34 where Woody gives an awesome deck explanation on the Mortar Mauler. Boom. Yes. Um, and I've been using it. And this deck, uh, after we had talked about it, um, took me to my highest trophy count ever, which was 4270. Whoa. Yeah, which was really awesome. And I, like you said, you know, you need the one more. And that was right before the close of the season. Man, was I trying. Like I was teetering back and forth. But like, you know, ultimately I just didn't do it, but that's okay. Like next time, but at least I know I can get there. Like I'm, I'm like right there. I literally just needed one more game. It's like that. It's like that small bit of confidence that you need to know that you've been there once before. So you can definitely get there again, you know? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it, it definitely makes me feel better now that I'm up there because when, when I'm playing now, um, currently my trophy count is 4187. I don't usually sit around the 4,200 mark. I don't ever usually sit around there. I'm usually around like the in-between 4,000 and 4,100. Right. Um, so, and, and ever since they changed the way the Legendary Arena worked, you know, I tend to get kicked out every so often now. <laughs> so I <laughs> uh, can't really do too much about that. But right now it's working out pretty good. Um, and my cards, all my commons are level 11. I do have the ability to upgrade my mortar to level 12, but I don't have the gold because the gold needed is 50,000, which is a lot. Um, and then I should be working on my archers getting to level 12 right after that. Cause I have 1500 of those. Boom. But did you get any good cards this week or no? No, this week I didn't really get any I didn't really get any like good cards. Like I didn't get any really good epics. I didn't get any good legendaries. But I will say this. This week, the shop for me has been very good. Not with huh. crazy good cards, but with common cards. And those common cards were the Mortar, the Knight, the Archers, and the Ice Spirit. I've gotten those four cards multiple times in the shop. And because they're common, I can buy so many of them. So I've just been racking up my common card so i can level them up to 12 eventually that's so funny i i've actually been thinking about do you think that like now when i'm when we're both playing the mortar mauler deck uh that we're getting more of those types of cards in chests or you're seeing more of those types of cards in the shop or do you think it's like the what i like to dub or what i'm going to dub now the the car effect you know when you'd like buy a new car for the first time you've never seen that car on the road before until you own that car and then when you own that car you see that car everywhere everywhere everybody has the same car I don't know, man. I feel like Clash Royale just has these things about them that like they do behind the scenes that they don't tell you about. Like when I play a certain deck, I face certain decks. When I'm yes. playing a certain deck, I get certain cards. Yes. I'm totally with you. I, I, I'll never be able to prove it, but I'm totally with you. <laughs> Cons- conspiracy theorists rejoice. I have another one for you. How about when you donate a card, you get that card back in a chest? No. That happens to me all the time. I really? always donate fireballs, and then I open my chest and I get a bunch of fireballs. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That that one seems a little. That one seems coincidental. But if that's the case, I'm donating everything from now on. As far as I'm concerned, all conspiracy theories are coincidental. Well, while I would love to disagree with that, you can't. I don't know if I can. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't pay attention to it next time. Um, but anyway, how about you? Uh, I got some good cards. You did. So, yeah, in the course of two days, count them two days, I got two legendaries. What were they? 
The first was from a free chest. I got the bandit, which was fantastic because I almost cried myself to sleep the night that I couldn't finish the challenge and get the bandit all on my own. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I got that. And then I got a second lava hound. So now I can get my lava hound up to level two. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. When you hear the word bandit, do you ever mistakenly think the word panda? Because all I think about when I hear the word bandit is legacy. Bandit, 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 bandit. <laughs> that's all I think about. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. So I'm very excited that I got those. But dude, the bandit is so good. It's such a good card. Have you used it yet? No, uh, only because I'm just, I'm really trying to focus on the Mortar Mauler. Um, and like you were saying, you know, I don't really, or at least previously, never really liked Siege decks or was never really good at them. So now that I actually, clearly I know what I'm doing, at least remotely, I really want to keep doing that. And I don't want, unless I have like a really good Bandit deck, Panda, Panda, Panda deck, panda, I don't panda, want, <laughs> I don't want to mess with that streak, you know? But dude, the Bandit is so good. In fact, it's so good. I've actually, you know, I've got a challenge for you. Ready? Are you ready for my ready. challenge? Ready. Hit me. Lay it on me. I'm going to give you a bandit deck. I'm going to look one up and I'm going to give it to you. And on a future show, you have to deck spotlight that deck. Ooh, okay. I will certainly try, but don't tell me the deck now. I want to save that for later. You could tell me after the show. Fine. But here's the only thing about the, the challenge. You have to try the deck in at least one grand challenge. So I have to save myself 100 gems somewhere. Correct. Right. Okay, fine. Challenge accepted and most likely not succeeding. Okay. And if you don't <laughs> get more than five wins, you buy me a super magical chest. Boom. I don't think so, but we can try something else. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. I like that bet a lot. Hmm. Of course you do. Because you're <laughs> the one receiving it. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm not even entertaining that anymore. So anyway, there wasn't much news that happened uh, over the course of our birthday to today. Um, but there have been some little things that have been happening. So number one is huge congratulations to uh, Clash Royale for winning the, uh, I think it's the BAFTA AMD Esports Audience Award. So Boom. big or we'll do little jazz snaps for them. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, congratulations. Uh, and we had um, Supercell announce their new store. Yeah, that's right. Have you checked it out yet? I have. Uh, have you? I have. I, I feel like it's still in the preliminary phase. Like it's kind of like it's kind of like Supercell store beta. It is. They're putting the feelers out there because they only have like a handful of products. But let me tell you, the stuff that they do have is pretty cool. Did you, see um, the, did you see the golden P.E.K.K.A. statue? Dude, I, I, I can't even figure out which one I want the most. Whether I want the golden P.E.K.K.A., the stone P.E.K.K.A. They, they even have um, the, the prince figure, which when I first started this game, that was my dude. And he's in Purple Flames deck, which is the deck that I've been you know, lobbying for for the past like six months. That's a good point. But did you see that they have like a plush figurine of a uh, of the baby dragon and taking it back? If we're going if we're going all the way back, that was my favorite card when we first started. So I would totally buy that. That's true. And they have a lot of hog rider stuff. They don't seem to have a hog rider figurine, which is really unfortunate. Uh, Sad face. Supercell, you need to make a hog rider for Joe. Like that's just because I will buy have it. to. I will buy it right now. Yeah, you have to. But they do have. A cool hog, two cool hog rider T-shirts. That's right. Um, I really like the shirt that says "This Army" shirt, and it has like the main iconic troops, like just in kind of cartoon caricature-looking figure on the shirt. It's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, check that out. Um, we will put the link in the show notes so you can actually get there. Um, I'm definitely gonna buy something. I just don't know what. Me too. The other thing that happened was Supercell put out. Uh, an open invitation for people to become esports announcers. Dude, I was so excited when I saw this come out. Can I tell you why? Because you wanted to do it? <laughs> well, that is primary reason number one. That is the reason. I am all over it. Like, all I want to do is participate in whatever they have going on. And two, two, if they're looking for casters, there have to be things that they want people to cast. 
Right. In other words, more focus on esports. Yes. Boom. Exactly. Um, and yes, I completely agree. I was very excited too. Um, and I definitely did want to do it, but you know, with the full-time job and stuff and us doing this podcast, it could be a little bit difficult for us to announce on games. Um, but maybe one day. Maybe. But I'm just, all I want to do is that. <laughs> I just want to do it. So let's talk about what they actually said. So <laughs> they wrote... Clashers were looking for talented Clash Royale fans who are interested in performing as live talent on future Clash Royale esports shows. Requirements. Fluency in either English or Spanish, or looking for candidates for either language. Passion for Clash Royale, or willingness and ability to learn rapidly. That's probably my favorite bullet in the whole thing. So you don't have to know everything. You don't even have to know some stuff. You just need to have a passion to do it. And if you learn quickly. They got you. Right, exactly. Um, and then they write, interest in Clash Royale's future as a competitive eSport, ability to perform in live show environments. If that's you, please fill out the application below. If you're a good fit, we'll be in contact with you with the next steps at the contact information you'd submit below. Thanks for taking the time to apply. So uh, hopefully the people that wanted to do this signed up and we get some good talent announcing uh, the esport version of clash royale because that needs to happen this game needs to rise up in the ranks in terms of esports well they already won the bafta amd esports audience award so it's there's clearly there's clearly a market for it right definitely and if this is a direction that supercell wants to go in it's clearly a smart business decision because it's only going to make them some more cash and get them more exposure ultimately that's that's the goal right yeah, one would think, um, you know, so uh, I laughed really hard and I'm not sure if you knew this or if anybody really paid attention to this. But do you know what the link is for that uh, that form or that announcement, I should say? Tell me. You ready? I'm ready. I, if, if there was ever anything I'm ready for, it's this. Go. So it's S-U-P-R dot C-L slash cast royale. <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on what do i even say to that other than boom all i know is that if if supercell is trying to tell us something if if i if if they're telling us what i think they're telling us we love you too supercell we're totally in <laughs> just say it just say it yeah just ask just ask. if you want us to help we'll help just you know pick up the phone give us a call if nothing else if this was just coincidence I love that this was just coincidence. <laughs> it's, the be- it's the best conspiracy theory ever. Boom. And then, so in other news, in the game, we had a new challenge. And it was a pretty sweet one, if, if I do say so myself. Dude, Retro Royale. Come on. Really, though, how amazing was it? Dude, this is so much fun. I'm not going to say it was... I'm not going to say it was the most fun I've had playing this game because that would be a lie because the clan battles are by far the most fun I've ever had playing this game. Totally agree. But let me tell you, there's just something about going back in time and just seeing all of the cool and viable cards that we that we basically learned from Mm -hmm. that took this game to where it is that kind of it's just like total throwback. And it was just amazing. To get back into that mindset. So let me ask you, did you have a specific deck that you used? Because I did. And I want to know if it was the same deck that you used. It I was, don't think it was. It was but. not the same deck, but I did have a deck. Okay. So can I say mine first? Because I'm really excited. Because I feel like this just, this just uh, completes the journey. Of course. I used Jason's deck. You did? I did from uh, episode four. And if those of you who don't know or who may not remember, Jason was one of the first champions in the first ever worldwide Clash Royale tournament, which he beat out 200 players, which was wild. So I felt like Retro Royale, that was appropriate to play that deck. And he even, he even beat more than that just to get there, right? I mean, this was, a, this was a huge tournament that was held in Helsinki, Finland. It was like one of the first that they ever did, like you said. 
It was the first, I think. And when it got to the final rounds, he basically went undefeated with his deck and everybody was like flabbergasted with why. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And that was the deck. That was my original. That was my now purple flame deck. When I used that deck, it was the deck that I was using all the time. That's right. So if you're looking for that deck, be sure to check out episode four, the Helsinki tournament. It might not be so viable anymore, but maybe the next time when Retro Royale comes out, it'd be a good fit for you. I myself used a Hog Rider Cycle deck with the Lightning and the Inferno Tower as defense. Interesting. Taking, uh, taking Woody's advice, I see. I, I, I did, and I didn't use it with a huge, call it tank, right? Like, I didn't use it with a giant, I didn't use it with a golem. But instead, the thing for me was the Lightning, in theory, is just such a very good card, right? It, in fact, some might even say it's overpowered, and that's what Woody was saying last week. But at the end of the day... If you're going back in time, the card is even more strong. It's even more powerful because you're facing other cards that aren't as buffed. Don't forget, this card back in the day could not stun things. It could just do damage to them. That's a really good point. I actually completely forgot that. Right? So now you're going back in time versing things where really the only thing that's going to be able to kill the, um, that's really going to be able to stop the hog riders like a building, like a cannon. Um, mm-hmm. or an Inferno Tower or something like that, but... Yeah, because you don't really, you don't, like, normally I'm using an Ice Spirit and then my Skeletons to take out a Hog Rider. I can't use that right now. Ice Spirit doesn't exist. Polar uh-huh. doesn't exist, uh-huh. right? I mean, there are so many cards that don't exist. <laughs> it, it's crazy if you think about it. But that kind of leads me to my next point. I really loved this challenge. It was so much fun. But do you, does a small part of you wish that not only could the cards being used be those specific cards, but they operated and functioned the way that they did back in the day? For example, the Elixir Pump costs five. For example, the Zap does kill Stabby Goblins. The, <laughs> right. The Lightning does not stun. The Inferno Tower does not reset when it gets zapped. Like, all of these things would have been so cool. But I get it, but now here's the thing, right? They probably have to implement like a game update to make that happen. So, but wouldn't it be cool if they could figure out a way to do it? Yeah, that would, that would have definitely made it way more uh, retro, so to speak. Right. But, but then also the people that just recently started playing would have no idea what's going on. Right. Because so many things have changed. They'd be like, oh my goodness, everything is different. This card did what? (laughs) They'd be like, Inferno, my Inferno Tower is broken. My Inferno Tower is broken. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. That would have been cool, but difficult to pull off. Uh, but it definitely would have been awesome to see. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, needless to say, uh, we love the challenge. Um, also, it's one of the one of the only challenges that I actually won straight through. Um, and I don't know if that's because it was easier or if it was because I played a deck that I knew really well, like Jason's deck, and that just stomps. Um, but either way, I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take my magical chest. Same here. Boom. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is that we had some changes uh, happen to the 2v2 clan battles. Nothing, nothing super major, but it, it, does, it does flesh out uh, the event, so to speak. Yeah, man, I thought this was a really good change, right? I, ultimately, they didn't change much, but what they really changed is how many wins it takes to get a final level, call it crown chest or clan chest, right? I think the issue was last time they really underestimated how much of a hit this feature would be within the game and just how much it would get people to play it. And they basically made a chest that was earned by, by gaining crowns, right? Right. But I think with this change is, first of all, what they did is they changed it from crowns to wins, right? So now you need wins in order to get progress in your chest right and they made that amount of wins much higher now some might say that that's a bad thing but at the end of the day it's not going to be more than what people can get and the issue was it was way too easily attainable previously to the point where people couldn't even get them right because like within four hours the the clan chest was earned and people who were doing stuff or maybe even working didn't even get a chance to play and as mm-hmm. you know, if you don't play a game, you don't get to you don't get the chest. Right. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Um, it is interesting that they're changing it to total wins and not total crowns. Um, so the new uh, breakout of this is the first level is five total wins, which and then it scales all the way up to level 10, which would be 275 wins. And I'm not sure if we actually said the why, but the reason why we're getting this change is because they want to make sure that the clan battle doesn't end within a few hours of it starting. They want it to last throughout the whole weekend. And the whole point of the clan uh, battle is more about fun than it is focused on rewards. So they're keeping the chess size the same, which, you know, to be fair, makes sense. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it's just really disheartening if you're one of those people where your clan is very active or maybe wasn't so active, but then. The clan battles come out and all of a sudden 48 people are playing except for you. They get the clan chest in like three hours and then you don't get it because you didn't get a chance to play. Right. And now my question is, do you have to play and win in order to get the chest or do you have to just play in a battle to get the chest? Definitely, dude. You have to contribute. Is contributing trying or is contributing winning? So let me ask you a different question. If you're doing a regular crown chest for your clan, like a regular clan crown chest, Mm -hmm. if you don't get one crown, can you participate? No, I understand that. Uh, The answer is clearly no. I get it. But that I don't necessarily think is the best way to handle something like that because you do have people in clans that don't necessarily win a lot of games. And it's way easier to get one crown than it is to get a full win. Just got to win one game, dude. Just one (laughs) win. (laughs) I'm not speaking I'm not speaking on my behalf. I'm just saying there are people that may find this a little frustrating. That's all. Yeah, no, I get it. Especially if like you play one game and you lose the game and then like you're done and then you don't get the chest. That would stink. But yeah, I'm with you. Yep, that's all. I think that it you know, I I think that it is going to work the way that you said it's going to work where you have to get a total win, um one total win in order to get the reward, but I feel like participating should be the point, right? But maybe that's just me. Boom. Yeah. So didn't really have too many clan updates or anything happening in that area, except for we have another new clan. So Cast Royale 8 um, filled the gap between 7 and 9 because we had 7 and 9. And that's it right. was mysteriously absent from the equation. So um, now that 7 is filled up, we would like to fill up Cast Royale 8. So if you are still looking for a clan, and you have been vying to join our community, join Cast Royale 8. That's right. And when you join, please be sure to put the word podcast so they know you came from here. Boom. Boom. Um, so that pretty much does it for the, all the non-newsy news stuff that happened. Non-newsy um, news! Yeah, but we did have a new meta check. Meta check. Yeah, so Devin from Cast Royale 2, a.k.a. Lloyd Christmas. Lloyd Christmas! Has followed up yet again with another meta check for us to spotlight on the show. Are you ready for the numbers, Rob? I am, or I was actually, I was born ready for this. So check this out. I'm sure this will not come to you as a surprise. I'm ready. But the log (laughs) is going nowhere. What? This card has cemented itself at the top of the meta check yet again with a usage rate of 60%. That's so high. 60%. The log is no joke. It is no fluke. It is the spell to have in your deck. The versatility speaks volumes. The cycle ability speaks volumes. And clearly whatever other decks are being used right now, it is just super strong against. Yeah, and I really can't wait for them to fix that bug where the log is not allowed to be put down on top of a building. That needs to get fixed ASAP. Well, I totally agree, but here's the thing. Even with that bug, it's still super viable and is still being used by everyone. Now, here's the thing. While it did have the bug, Supercell did compensate for that by increasing the um, the, the distance that it rolls, right? Previously, they were going to reduce that, but they left it the same. So mm-hmm. it's a little... It's a little difficult to tell if this is going to stay at the top of the of the meta but for right now it is and it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere fair point card number two the skeletons really dude the skeletons are here to stay it's all because of larry man 
In the current meta, these things are used 50% of the time. And this is actually a 9% increase from the last time that we did the meta check. It seems, wow. to your point, that Larry has made a significant difference in people's ability to use the card. So here's the biggest thing with the skeletons, right? We're using a meta check by taking the top decks in the current meta, right? But the thing about the skeletons is that it's used best by the pros and by the most competitive people who can use them most effectively and most efficiently. If you think about it, they're just a one cost card. How effective can they be, right? If they're played wrong, they're completely worthless. But I can guarantee you, you've watched a TV Royale match or two where you've seen them used really, really well. I have. And even if you do mess up and you make that mistake, it's extremely easy to recover from. Exactly, because they're so cheap. And so the thing about this card is while they seem super weak, they can have an extremely impactful presence on the, on the map in any given match, especially yep. when they're used well, which typically happens at the top of the ladder. Next up on the list is our second favorite spell, which is the Zap. The Zap is up 20% in use rate since the last meta check. Ooh. Nearly 50% of the players are using it. And if you remember, this thing got nerfed, and when it got nerfed, a lot of people stopped using it. They automatically switched to the log. Yep. Guess what? People seem to have overcome this little nerf, and they're figuring out ways to continue to use it within their decks. So the top of the ladder is seeing it again. I like it. It actually makes sense because I've definitely been seeing the zap a lot more. I mean, I see the I see the log all the time. I feel like it's rare to find a deck that doesn't have the log. But recently, I've been seeing the zap way more than I have been uh, prior to the most recent weeks. I totally agree. So let me ask you, what's the what's the least used card now? Well, I don't know if I want to give you the least used card, but I would like to say this. Are you ready? I am ready. The unthinkable has happened. Tell me hog rider usage is down. Even better. Or even worse? It might be worse. I'm not sure, but it's something. Sparky has made an appearance out of the top 200 decks. No! <laughs> out of the top 200 decks, one individual chose to use her, bringing her <laughs> out of the top classification for the worst possible competitive card in the game uh that's really funny uh because i i i have been seeing a couple of sparkies here and there um and when i see it she gets a big old rocket oh i know and it just eats her alive so otherwise just to summarize cards that are not used at all and we don't know if they're ever going to come back into the into the competitive meta we've got the spear goblins the tesla the inferno dragon goblin hut prince Giant Skeleton, Barbarian Hut, Ooh. and the list goes on. I mean, there are just so many cards that are not used at the, competitive, at the competitive level at the top of the ladder. And it just goes to show you that there are much better cards to be using right now. It's a good point, but that gets me really mad because all the cards that you just listed that nobody uses apparently, uh, that's all I face. <laughs> that's all you face? I, I always see Goblin Huts. Always see Goblin Huts. Yeah, man, but the thing is, is there are, there are cards that can help you get to the top of the ladder but mm -hmm. will never be prominent at the top of the ladder. That's fair. All right, I have a question for you. Where's Royal GG on that list? The Royal Giants use rates are down 50%. Interesting, because I still feel like I see it a lot, but all right, I'll take it at 50%. But again, I think the reason why you and I see so many Royal Giants, which is so frustrating, is because people overlevel their commons at the levels that we're at. So it's easy for people to do it, and that's why we face it all the time. But once you get to 4,800 or 5,300, a level 12 Royal Giant really doesn't do much because everybody's got max cards at that point anyway. Mm. Good point, good point. Any other tidbits about this meta before we move on to uh, something else? The Electro Wizard is easily the best defensive card in the game, and if you have it, should be incorporated into your challenge decks, your tournament decks, and your top ladder decks. Boom. Boom. Another successful meta check. Meta check. You want to open some chests? Let's do it! So I don't have anything uh, 
super high end, but I do have a couple of um, uh, shiny yellow chests, I'll put it. When you say shiny yellow chests, what do you mean? I have a couple of golds, I have a crown chest, and I have a clan chest. Which just so happens that I've got a couple of gold chests, a crown chest, and a clan chest. Ooh, so the theme of this chest opening is yellow chests. Yellow chests. (laughs) So this time, because you have more yellow chests, you, sir, get to go first. Ha! Boom! I don't I don't like this at all. This is this is a moob. You gotta go. Nope. This is a moob if I've ever heard one. Well, that's what happens when you do things in reverse. Boom goes backwards. Boom. Alright, I'll start. Moob. First gold chest. 261 gold. Alright. Five arrows. Hey. One wizard. Okay. Three single musketeers. (laughs) Okay. Good. Oh. 32 mortars. I never thought I would be happier to get mortars on a podcast episode. And I am very excited. Now remember what we said. How often do you get mortars and now you're playing the mortar mauler and now you're getting mortars a lot? You did say that. I did say that. And I didn't believe you, Mm -hmm. but now I am. Do you have any, but you know, while we're doing this, do you have any donations in your clan that you can give away and we can see if you get those cards? Yes, I have an ice golem. All right, so I just gave an ice golem, two fireballs, and a musketeer. Okay, that's everything. Okay, and I'm going to give away a furnace... A giant and a fireball. Okay. So I hope everybody listening is keeping track because I already forgot all six cards. Great. Okay. (laughs) Gold chest number two. 219 gold. Ooh. Four knights. Again in the the mortar mauler deck. Mm Mm-hmm. 12 barbarians. 21 arrows. Again in the mortar mauler deck. (laughs) And Goblin Huts, four of them. Okay, so that's like the random one that's like, oh, we'll just, we'll give him this card just we'll, to throw him off we'll the trail. We'll just trickle a few Goblin Huts. Nobody uses those anyway. Yeah, exactly. According to the meta check, that's correct. <laughs> All right, you're up. All right, so I'll do my uh, one of two gold chests. So first gold chest, you ready? Ready. 282 gold. Ooh, that was big. Mm-hmm. Five Royal Giants. Okay. Five Teslas. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Not so sure. Now, now that I know that the mortar is awesome, I'm starting to think that all these other cards are awesome, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of them anymore. That's right. <laughs> Twenty-seven zaps. Mm-hmm. And four wizards. So that didn't. So that didn't quite help. None of those hit my theory at all. <laughs> <laughs> or right, do they so, help my deck? So now I've got two more gold chests. All right, so do your two, and then I'll do my last gold. 233 gold. Three goblin gangs. 12 skeletons. Hey! 21 elite barbarians. Ooh. And five tombstones. I've been seeing a lot of tombstones recently, too, and it's funny because the tombstone is a great distraction for a mortar. Yeah, when I'm playing the Mortar Mauler, I <laughs> hate tombstones. Uh-huh. I feel like we're drawing line we're drawing lines that shouldn't be connected right now, but I'm with you. Okay. No, I I, I think they should be connected. They should be connected in permanent marker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last gold chest. 234 gold. Six stabby goblins. Ooh. Ten elite barbarians. Okay. Twenty-one skeletons they love you and larry man i know and four mini pekkas all right that That was was good not so bad not so bad Mm -hmm. all right so my second and final gold chest ready ready 269 gold boom one single lonely zap zippity zap don't talk back don't it just reminds me of Arnold you go, yak the yak don't talk back 
four mortars. Mortars! Four. Three musketeers. Okay. And 32 fire spirits. So, kind of aligns with the mortar deck, but doesn't align with my theory again. Correct. But yours are. Your, yours are definitely doing that. I agree. Crown chest. Mm-hmm. 626 gold. Nice, nice. Two gems. All right. 23 bombers. Hmm. 50 goblin gang. Okay. Eight battle rams. Ooh. <gasps> Lava hound! No That's the first one I've opened up on the show. Wow, that's amazing. Double boom. From a crown chest. From from a crown chest. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. I didn't expect that at all. That was way too I don't know. I don't, I've got I've got a lot of emotion right now. We don't really expect it in, in that kind of a chest. You usually wear for like a magical or a super magical chest. That's why we save those for the end. But like, you know, maybe next time we'll save the crown chest instead of the clan chest. That was good. Boom. So now that I have my second Lava Hound, I can get it to level two. Boom. We can both have level two Lava Boom Hounds. Lava Boom. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that was the last card, right? That was the last card. All right. So now my crown chest, which ironically probably won't be as good as that. <laughs> you can't you can't top a legendary. So hopefully right, you get an Electro Wizard. Well, that would be amazing. 636 gold. That's eerily close to the number that I had, I thought. It was pretty close. Two gems. Hmm? Hmm? You got two gems, sir. I did. You're gonna get the same chest as me. 26 ice spirits. Well, that's good. Mortar Mauler, baby. Boom. Mm-hmm. That fits my theory, man. That's right. <laughs> 47 bombers. Hmm. Eight Inferno Towers. Okay. Doesn't really help me, but cool, I guess. And one Rage Spell. So, another card that doesn't necessarily help me, but I'll take the 26 Ice Spears for sure. Boom. It's Clan Chest time, baby. Clan Chest time! Alright, here we go. Pull another one, pull another one. 1,620 gold. Okay. One. Mm -hmm. Alrighty! Six tombstones. Ugh. Ooh. 43 archers. Mortar mauler, baby. Nice. 66 bombers. Huh. 131 minions. Okay. 20 elixir pumps. Wow. And three witches. That one was right, that right. one's kind of a, the, the witches are a little bit of a letdown, but that's okay. I, this overall, this is a pretty good, pretty good chest. The chest was pretty good. I I wouldn't complain about that. I shall not complain. And you certainly shouldn't complain about getting three of any epics. You are right. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So my clan chest. You ready? Ready. <laughs> 1,620 gold, just like you. Boom. Three mini P.E.K.K.A.s. Four fireballs, keeping in mind that I gave away a fireball (laughs) in the clan. Six goblin huts. Okay. 76 mortars. Nice. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How close are you to level 12? I have it. I just need the gold. Ah! I know. It's ridiculous. 14 wizards. Okay. Two more rage spells. 165 zaps. Aww. I thought for sure after the epic you'd be getting a legendary. I thought so too, but apparently not. Uh, and hey, either way, I'll take the 76 mortars because that's, that's really what it's all about. And the 1620 gold puts me... One step closer to getting a level 12 mortar. Boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
that was pretty good. That was fun. I agree. Those are pretty good chests, man. Yep. Um, so now that we're done with that, let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. Yes. And we have one amazingly cool deck, a very competitive Clash Royale deck in the current meta. And it's called Minor Control to Major Tom. And it is a 2.9 average elixir cost deck. And it contains, if you haven't guessed, the Miner, the Knight, Skeletons, Ice Spirit, Inferno Tower, Electro Wizard, the Log, and the Poison. Yeah, man. So this deck is super, super prominent in the current meta, in the competitive scene. I don't know if you had a chance to catch the Royale Premier League, Clash Wars, Steal the Crown, all of those awesome things that, that Woody was talking about last week. But if you didn't, have no fear. Because this deck was in all of them, and it was very, very successful. The coolest thing about this deck is that it's 2.9 elixir cost. And the damage dealing units that you have are very cheap to use. So let's just go one by one and talk about each card. The Miner. The Miner is very control oriented. It, by nature, is a chip based card and it causes your opponent to react. The Miner is one of those cards where your opponent can choose to leave it, but if they do, the tower is going to have massive amounts of damage dealt to it over the course of a given match. Mm hmm. So what the miner does is it forces a response from your opponent, typically not something that they want to throw out on the board. In fact, it's usually something that they want to have behind something else, right? A damage-dealing troop that's behind a tank of some sort. The next card is the knight. The knight is your tank. The knight is your defensive troop that is able to be used in a lot of tricky situations. It can be used to counter the... The graveyard, it can be used to counter a boulder that comes across the, the river, it can be used to counter a musketeer, a wizard, and the list just goes on and on. Effectively, you want to use the knight against your opponent's most offensive card because it has the most health out of any of your troops. As a tank, its job is to soak up the damage so that your other troops, like your skeletons or your electro wizard, can just continue to do damage. The coolest thing is because it has so much health, and Woody talked about this last episode, but it has such a good health pool for such small amount of elixir. And so it really makes it hard for your opponent to really quickly get through that card. So by using it as a defensive troop, you can very efficiently develop a counter push, one that has a tank already built into it. The skeletons. I already talked about this a little bit, but the skeletons are super, super beneficial. We just talked about them in the meta check, and they are very prominent in the current meta. The fact is, they are a one-cost, four-troop card that allows extremely, extremely efficient defensive capabilities. And if you can use it in a way that is very effective and very efficient, then you can really gain an elixir advantage over your opponent. But be weary, if you don't know how to use these skeletons in a very good way and you don't really understand the troop placement, they can be killed very simply. And it can put you in a very tricky situation, one that you might not be able to come back from. So the skeletons require a little bit of practice to get the placement down and to understand what they're good against defending and what they're not. The best things to defend against are things like a hog rider, things like a giant, things that can't attack them back. And what it does is it causes your opponent to use a spell or forces a spell out of them to kill them. And the coolest thing about that is that you're developing an elixir advantage when they do that. Because remember, you only used one elixir to get the skeletons out, where they're using multiple cost spells to kill them. The next card is the Ice Spirit. Very simply put, this is a defensive troop used to freeze things. It gives your skeletons a couple of extra seconds or a little bit of time to deal some extra damage. And it'll also allow troops that are currently attacking either your tower or something that you don't want them to be attacking to retarget onto something like your knight, if you can get that down while they're frozen. Good point. 
The next card that we'll talk about is the Inferno Tower. This one's pretty self-explanatory. However, the best use for this card is for your opponent's most offensive troop, typically the big guys, like the Giant, like the Golem, like the Hog Rider. Effectively, if you can take your opponent's most offensive win condition that is a troop, plop this thing in front of it, the only way for your opponent to effectively deal with this card is to get small troops out in front of it, out of their big tank. And if they can't do that, they're going to need a lightning to stop your Inferno Tower. If you realize that your opponent has a lightning, your best option is to not put your Inferno Tower down right away. Because Mm -hmm. the longer it's down on the map, the lower and lower its health goes down over time. It makes it so that the lightning can kill it in one shot. You want that thing to come on the board as soon as your opponent's giant or your opponent's big tanky unit is crossing the river. And you want to put it as high up on the you want to put it as high up on your side of the map as possible so they can't get the value lightning in. The Electro Wizard. We talked about this before, but this is the best defensive troop in the game. It really prevents your opponent from being able to develop a push that can actually do something to your tower. And even if it gets to your tower, it's not gonna deal massive amounts of damage. So at the end of the day, it's a cheap way to stop a push and develop an offensive counter push. Yeah, it's a great control card. That's right. The next card is the log. And we've talked about this before, but the log is just super, super versatile and super cyclable in the current meta. It deals so much damage over time. It displaces troops. It makes it so that you can push them back and retarget onto another troop or onto another building. The versatility is almost endless with this card. And it's a must-have in the deck and really helps you get the job done. This can be comboed really well with the Miner, especially if your opponent is dropping down small-cost troops like Skeletons, or Goblins, or a Goblin Gang, or a Skeleton Army. Anything like that that can be killed by the Log. If you throw out the Miner and throw a Log out right behind it, effectively anything they put down to kill it is dead. It, it really allows your Miner to get some good value. Yeah, this deck, uh, I, I definitely see why you called it Miner Control, because... Uh... It's very, it's very serious. That's right. And the last card is the poison. And the poison is kind of the hallmark of the deck, although it's called the minor control. The minor is a very good card, but it's only as good as the ability it is to stay alive. So if your opponent is dropping small cost troops like the Goblin Gang or the Skeleton Army in the back of the tower, it's going to be hard for your log to get back there. This is where your poison comes in. Or if they're dropping down a Musketeer or an Electro Wizard, all of these cards are not really killed well by the log. That's when you drop your poison. Because effectively, you're getting damage on the tower with the poison, you're killing the troop with the poison, and you're dealing damage to the tower with the miner. Over time, they're defending with a troop that is dying on the way out, and it's really not allowing them to develop a counter push. Yeah, uh, so. I really like this deck, and I wish that I had the Electro Wizard to try it out, but I have to wait, I guess. Yeah, man, I, I gotta be honest with you. Like, I see people play this deck in, in the, like we said before, the Royal Premier Leagues of the World, the, the Steel the Crown, the Clash Wars. We, we see it all over the place, and it is a very, very good deck. It's only 2.9 cost, so the cycle ability is just amazing. It has so many defensive options, so it's so simple for you to keep damage off of your tower. And like I said, the coolest thing about it is that it's so cheap, and the, and the, the main damage-dealing card that you have in your hand is either a spell or a miner. It's very difficult for your opponent to stop that combo, right? You can't stop a spell, and if they can't predict where you're putting the miner, they can't stop that either. And typically, mm-hmm. the cards, the spells that you have are killing the troops that are going to be stopping your miner. So at the end of the day, you're going to win in a game that's a long chip damage type match. You're not, you're not going to be outbeaten or outplayed in a long game because you're the one dealing the chip damage. That's a, uh, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I mean, so like I said, I really like this deck and I like that it's 2.9, which means it's very fast. Just like the Mortar Mauler, baby. All right, so... We got nine reviews, um, and we are going to read through a couple of them, 
And the first one is from Barry Paul from Canada, and they write, Best podcast for CR. Easiest recommendation. Just listen to an episode and you'll be hooked. I enjoy the brothers and their take on the game. Lots of great advice and skits on the show that make it easy to listen to and enjoy. I was a little disappointed in the last episode when they didn't open any chests with Woody. But aside from that, it was a very informational show. Keep the podcast coming and keep up with the interviews of fellow players. Boom. Boom. Dude, I didn't even think about that. We didn't do chest openings with Woody. Yeah, well, you know, it was a long episode to begin with, and I didn't really want to kind of bog him down with saving his chest. He's pretty competitive. You can't make him save chests. I know, right? Like, we we go like a week without opening chests so that we can have pretty good ones for the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, we held onto our clan chest for a week. We can't, we can't make him do that. That's not fair. That's true. But we did do chest openings this episode. So we know it wasn't any super magical chest, but Joe did get a legendary, which I think is the icing on the cake uh, for for the chest opening. So boom. Thank you, Barry Paul, for writing in. We really appreciate it. And we're glad you uh, enjoyed the show. And we are definitely going to look into getting more people on the show for interviews. So the next review is from Brandon Wright 82. And they are from the United States. And he writes, brotherly love. Perfect. This podcast is outstanding, and I keep coming back for more. The brothers are always producing an informative show that is fun, fresh, upbeat, and relevant to the game. It is by far the best Clash Royale podcast out there and has me teetering on the edge between being a casual and hardcore player. And as someone who is also close to his brother, it brings me great joy to see two siblings collaborating to create such awesome content for the Clash Royale community. Keep up the great work, guys. You have a huge fan in me. And of course, boom. Boom. Dude, this one, huh? Yeah, this one was pretty cool. Can you believe that we have them teetering? We have Brandon teetering between casual and hardcore player. I don't know what we're doing to cause that, but I'm loving it. Yeah, well, honestly, my favorite part is, um, you know, he uses this game to get close with his brothers. So that's honestly why we started doing it other than having a love for the game. So it's great to see that kind of sibling camaraderie or as he puts it, brotherly love. Brotherly love. And that's right. And Brandon joined the discord last week. Super excited to have him. Brandon, thank you so, so much for the review. We truly appreciate the kind words. Boom. Boom. And then the last review that we got. Uh, it's, Are you ready for this? Are you ready I for am, what's about to I, happen? I've been, I've been waiting literally all week to say this on the show. And I'm very excited to bring to our listeners not only a five-star iTunes review from the United Kingdom, but a full-out poem let that register a poem oh yeah this is edgar Allan poe to the max except way cooler that's right <laughs> so this one's from audio taku like i said from the united kingdom and he writes legendary boom you ready i'm i'm ready okay Akin to the feeling you know is the best, pulling a legendary from a free daily chest. I stumbled on Cast Royale one day, and for the love of everything, I can't put it away. Back 30 shows, I listened at length in hope of becoming a player of strength. It's a hodgepodge of everything from Rob and Joe's minds, so strap yourself in for one heck of a time. Deck talks and spotlights to name but a few, the boom bros are learning just like you. Who am I kidding? I'm here for the lulls in the room. Five stars, you fool. Tick, tick, tick. Boom. 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 This was awesome. Can I just tell you something? When I first read this review, I didn't read it as if it was a poem. And then when you told me it was a poem, I was mind blown. This is like ridiculously amazing, and it made me smile the second I realized that it was a poem, and it only took the first, the first rhyme for that to happen. So, uh, Audio Taku, thank you so much for putting the thought into writing a review like this. Um, we really appreciate it, and gotta say, this is, this is one, one review that certainly kept us smiling for a, a, a couple of days. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, honorable mentions for the other people that had left us reviews uh, throughout the week. Again, I will shout them out if I don't say the country. It's the United States. So a huge thank you goes out to the Aid Blender, Mr. Zap 6077, Venus, Mr. Pib. Good luck with this one. <laughs> 
C-G-H-J-C-G-J-C-H-H-F-H-C-D-H-F-G-B-G-N. Close enough. And then G2, the P. And last but not least, Anita P. Anita P. And all of those were from the United States, so uh, I didn't even have to worry about that, which was nice. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, and we got two, count them, two patrons this week. Huge shout out to Superpowers and Kane Merrill. Huge thank you for donating your hard-earned money uh, to help support the show. We really, really appreciate it, um, and you can expect some serious swag coming your way. That's right. Words cannot describe how much we appreciate your support, helping us continue to deliver fresh, new, fun, and relevant content to our listeners. So thank you so, so much. Yes, and for people who are not a patron yet, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you could be helping support this, uh, this wonderful endeavor that Joe and I have embarked on. Um, if you would like to support the show, uh, we do have a link in the show notes, and that's castrailpodcast.com slash Patreon. So you can get to that from there. Um, we had no PayPal tournament sponsorships this week. Um, if you would like to sponsor a tournament, we will put the tournament in your name, and you can find that link also in the show notes. Um, hugely quick reminder, we still have our uh, year one edition, limited edition, uh, Cast Royale t-shirts uh, on sale for anyone that wants to support the show, get some cool swag, but doesn't want to kind of do any sort of monthly payments. Uh, it's a one-time thing. You get some cool stuff. Uh, and that link is teespring.com slash Cast Royale Year One Edition. And we will also put that in the show notes for you. That's right. And 10% of that purchase price goes to charity. Yes. Extra Life, which is an online grassroots movement. Uh, working to save local kids through the power of play. Boom. Boom. Um, so, before I forget, I guess we should bring up uh, the thing that we're doing with Nova. Oh, you mean Nova Esports? That little thing that we just haven't mentioned yet? <laughs> yes. I can't believe it took the whole episode to get to here, but yeah. Okay, so really exciting news. Rob and I have been working with Nightlight and Trevor from Nova Esports. And we are currently coordinating each of us having a coach for this current season so that they can help train us Rocky Balboa style Boom. so that we can get to the top of the ladder, baby. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. We will have them on a future episode to talk about what the experience was like, but the plan is to work with them throughout the course of this season so that we can get better at the game. We can talk about what we did wrong, things we had to improve on, and things that we actually improved on. So we're, we're pretty excited about it, but just wanted to share that here. Boom. If you would like to join our clan, as we mentioned before, make sure you look for us. Uh, an open spot on Saturday night into Sunday. That's when we do our refresh usually. Um, and be sure to write the word podcast in your invitation if you are trying to join any of our nine clans. That would be greatly appreciated. That's right. And if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. That's right. And if you would like to send us an email, feedback, comment, question, or concern, you can shoot us some snail mail at feedback at castroyalepodcast.com. And as always, we still have our YouTube channel up and running strong. Haven't put anything up there quite recently, but we will be putting more there. So check us out at youtube.com slash castroyalepodcast. That's right. You could actually listen to the podcast there now. So we've been trying to upload them every time we upload on iTunes. That's right. Mm -hmm. And be sure to join our Discord. That's castrailpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, the password is legendary. And just to avoid any confusion, legendary is the password for the website on our page. Legendary is not the password to get into the Discord. You don't need a password to get into the Discord. Uh, so just in case there was any confusion there. And as a friendly reminder... If you like what we're doing or want to give us any feedback, please, please, please consider leaving us an iTunes review. It is the number one way you can help us reach more people. Boom. And last but certainly not least, please take our not updated survey because we have so much stuff going on, we can't fix it. Not so updated survey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it, man. 35 in the books. We did it. Over and out. 35. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about 35? I feel old. I feel experienced. No, I feel experienced. 
Do you feel experienced? Is that the is that what you tell yourself? I feel like this is what you told yourself when you turned 30. That's what I tell myself every time I have a backache. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm experienced. I feel experienced today. I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm one day older. I, I feel great. Oh, man. It is getting late and we are getting slap happy and that's amazing. So if there is nothing else, get ready for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Bye. Bye.